we had no formal experience in this at all. And we've just sort of learned as we've gone along and we've learned and made mistakes and had to pivot and grow. Um, but through all of that, and with the very limited resources, we are the only independently certified non-toxic candle on the market. Hi everyone, I'm Annika and this is the Tried and Truth Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Tried and Truth Podcast. Thanks for joining me today. I am so excited to share today's conversation with you all. Uh, I love hearing stories behind a brand, stories behind a business, because they're always so inspiring and so encouraging just to hear early beginnings and all the backstory that so many people don't get to hear, but it's it's always so nice when guests invite us into their own individual journey, and so today is one of those. Uh, we are talking with Katie Roaring. She's the co-founder of Fontana Candle Company. Many of y'all know that I am a firm believer that everything we put into our lives, our minds, our bodies, our homes, it all matters. So I personally really enjoyed today's conversation with this brand, and I hope that you will too, whether you're in a season of transition, maybe you're an aspiring entrepreneur or you're in the process of growing your business, you will all be able to relate to and walk away with something today in Katie's story. So she's sharing lots of tips and lessons learned along the way. Take a listen. Katie, thanks for being here. So glad you're joining us on the Tried and Truth podcast. Uh, Okay. So Candle Company, this is amazing. So I know there is so much of a story behind your story and I'm really excited to dive in. But before we do, I'd love for you just to share a little bit about who you are, how this all started, where you are, and we'll kind of go from there. Sure. So I think to sum myself up, I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. Um, I just, my grandparents were entrepreneurs and I just thought it was so amazing to watch them run their business and watch them grow it. And I really aspired to do something similar. Um, I thought it was going to be in the dog industry. Um, I have a huge passion for animals, uh, especially dogs. Um, So when I was out of college, I actually partnered up with um, two other women and we started a dog daycare grooming and training center. And I thought I was living my dream. I that, that to me was, I was living my everyday dream uh, until I got really sick. So I ran that business for three years. Um, it was very all encompassing of every waking moment of my life. Um, with dogs, you can't take vacations. You can't, I mean, Christmas, if you have borders, Thanksgiving, it doesn't matter what day it is, you still have to be at work. Um, and it was very physically taxing on me as well. Um, I'm a tiny person. So the big dogs were, you know, starting to hurt me physically, just, it just became too much. Um, and I had to walk away from the business. Uh, so at that point, I think that was really my turning point. Hmm. Um, and it took me three years to recover from that business. And it, I couldn't figure out why. And I went to several doctors and nobody, you know, all my lab work looked great. There, there was nothing wrong with me, even though I felt so horrible. Um, and that's when I really kind of fell into the holistic, um, healthy living, um, industry. And I really, I had to turn to Instagram for, for answers. Um, so I used a lot of Instagram and I stumbled across Dr. Jess and, a lot of what she was teaching lined up with what I was experiencing. Um, so through her, um, I was able to order 
different lab work and I realized I had mold toxicity. Mm. So just going through this experience of not being able to do what you enjoy and having chronic illness, which led to so many different symptoms for me and it led to chemical sensitivity. So that led to fragrance sensitivity. So that sort of led me to where we are now with our candle company. That is an incredible story. (laughs) There was a lot of struggle and a lot of pain to get to where we are now. Yeah. Well, and even just to let go of what you thought was it, like you Mm -hmm. thought everything with everything you were doing with the dogs and pets, like this is, this is it. This is why I have this desire planted in my heart. This is going to be it. And then to just have to let it go for that three years, which I'm sure probably felt like eternity Did, yes. and feeling like, I, like there, this all has to be for something. And I'm sure that there's like so much of those lessons learned that you've been able to weave into launching what is today. So how did you go from like the waiting to the candle? I'll say the waiting really was a struggle, especially because my husband and I were newly married at the time. So when you have doctors telling you there's nothing wrong, he, you know, he doesn't, what's wrong. You know, there's nothing wrong with you. You should be able to snap back and get a corporate career like everybody else. So there, it, it added a lot of strain to our marriage in the very early days as well, because I couldn't do anything. Uh, but I kept trying things in that three-year period. I tried real estate. Um, I tried, my mom and I thought about opening a wedding dress shop. I was always trying, um, I tried to do social media uh, for other companies as a consultant. So I was always trying, but nothing ever clicked and nothing felt right. So I love what you just said too. even just this idea of these small pivots, you know, it's like, okay, I have these skills. What if I try this and mm-hmm. kind of knocking at that door and seeing if it opens. Okay. It's not quite opening. Let me knock mm-hmm. at another door. I have these skills. I can transfer them to something else, but just, you kept knocking, you kept knocking and saying, okay, what door is going to open? And just that entrepreneurial spirit yes. within you. I think and I just to love be an to see entrepreneur, that. You have to know that you can never give up. Yeah. Just keep going, keep trying. Yeah. And like just trying things, trying things differently Mm -hmm. and like letting your kind of life story feed into what you end up creating. I think it kind of creates this passion behind what you're doing, which is, which is really fascinating. So did you guys just decide one day, like, let's make a candle. (laughs) So I always hate to admit this, but I was never, I wasn't a candle person. Like I did not buy candles. Okay. It was Christmas 2017, I believe. Um, A friend gave us a candle to burn. um, And it was a big brand candle, of course. Um, It smelled amazing. My husband and I had it lit in our kitchen probably eight hours for one day. And then we both had headaches and felt horrible. So for Mm -hmm. me, like, you know, I had headaches a lot with all my chronic illness. I'm used to having symptoms coming and going. But for my husband to realize, hey, like, it wasn't normal for him. So why do we both, what's going on that we both don't feel well. And the only variable that changed in our environment was that candle. So that really led us down the rabbit hole of researching what's really in candles. Wow. And so, okay. So you research what's going, like what really is 
in the product. And mm-hmm. did you go searching for like, let's find a better one? Cause I like, I like the candle feel. So I still want a yes. candle. I just don't want this one. Okay. Yeah, we enjoyed that candle, but we do try to live, especially with my chronic illness. We tried to live a healthy lifestyle a non-toxic lifestyle, but we realized, you know, candles don't really fall into that umbrella. And at that point, if we didn't realize that, imagine how many other people don't realize it as well. It's sort of a hidden secret in the candle industry that they're so toxic and so horrible for you. Which is crazy Mm because it's such a large industry. (laughs) It's such a large industry. Okay. So then y'all, did y'all just kind of make your first candle? So my husband, we did date night Thursdays. That was our thing at that point in time. And he I guess went on Amazon and got a little candle making kit. He wanted to try beeswax. He really loved beeswax. And, um, he, he's the one I, it's his fault. He really spearheaded (laughs) this and he made it a hobby. So usually once a week, we would try to make some sort of candle blend. And we did this for months. We were just trialing and airing as a hobby. And then at what point did you decide, could we sell this? (laughs) So we did a we signed up for like a maker's market, uh, a craft show in our local area. And it was a two day craft show and we set up and our candles were a hit. So that was sort of our test run. Is this a viable business or is this just a hobby? And that weekend really solidified that, Hey, people do like our candles and we might have something here. Yeah. Okay. So fast forward. So that was 2017. Is that when you all really kicked so- off? It was the market. <laughs> um, 2017, we started experimenting and 2018, we really solidified that this is something we want to keep doing. And we turned it into an official business in 2018. And do you, you or your husband, like, do either of y'all have a, any kind of business background or like, how did y'all launch a business? So my husband's a finance background. He is okay. a former CPA. So he has all the number, which is amazing because I hate numbers. I'm definitely <laughs> the marketing, the, drive, the driving force of the mission and the vision of the company. Um, so our backgrounds really work nicely together. Um, and I had the background in entrepreneurship with the canine center. That amazing how it's still like you took all those lessons learned and kind of wove them into what you all created, which is now huge. So how many, how many employees do you all have now? So right now, I believe we have, including my husband and I, we have four, uh, full-timers and two part-timers. Okay. Okay. And now it's just a full-on business. Mm-hmm. I love just like the story of even just like small beginnings. I think that's something that gets overlooked, especially the way that social media is today. Um, I just love, it's like you kind of tested it small. And I think a lot of people either want it to be big or they don't want to do it at all. And just this idea of like, we kind of went local. We went where we kind of know people and we tried it and minimal cost, right? We just kind of put in what we had and got feelers back, or at least that kind of market feedback before you took it to the next, the next level. So I, I kind of love just that reminder that I think for so many who want to create something to just start small mm-hmm. and it's okay to start small. It doesn't have Absolutely. to be this like instant Instagram success. Um, and before I forget, I just, I want to touch on the thing you said about Instagram too, because I think for so many people, it's a, that is also a toxic place for a lot of people to go <laughs> in just comparison, right? You go and you see what else is out there and how are we going to be able to enter the market? Because there's already a hundred other people doing mm-hmm. something similar. And, um, and you've been able, you've been able to create something 
so significant and so different, which I think is, is really fascinating, but I love that you went there for inspiration and for kind of guidance and just your own journey through like holistic choices and, and lifestyle, because I feel like for a lot of people, it's kind of the opposite. Like it just kind of comes to them and it's not the stuff that's actually positively influential. (laughs) It's more of this comparison trap or feeling like they're Mm -hmm. behind. Um, so I love that you found a place within the social media space for good things to kind of Mm -hmm. guide your journey. And also like to still let you take the first step in your journey without getting caught up in like what everybody else already has already Absolutely. has something they already yes. have some yep. candles are part of, you know, under their umbrella of, yep. of the big name. Um, okay. So in y'all's entrepreneurial journey, what would you say are just like some of the kind of big glaring obstacles that you feel like were a little bit harder to maybe overcome or that y'all had to really join forces to, <laughs> to jump over? So I would say, of course, the pandemic is one huge obstacle that we've all had to face in the last couple of years. Um, and the decisions that we made leading up to 2020 really set us up for success. And we, I mean, we had no idea what was coming down the road. None of us did, but we made the decision late 2019, we were getting burned out with doing all the craft shows and doing all the e-commerce orders in house and fulfilling everything that we wanted to focus on direct to consumer e-commerce through our website but we wanted to have a third party fulfill the orders for us. Hmm. So that freed up my husband and I to make the candles and market the candles, which is our secret sauce. Shipping isn't our secret sauce. It it doesn't take any special talent to ship our orders. So making that one decision really set us up for a huge success, which happened during the pandemic. And I I love just kind of this idea of, delegating things, right? We can't be good at everything and we can't do everything because like you said, it will burn you out Mm -hmm. and it takes away from the things that you are passionate about. So kind of what prompted you all to take that decision? Was it like, we have to let something go or let's look at the things we're good at and what are the things we can outsource? So at that point in time, uh, my husband was still working full-time at his corporate job. So he was doing both just to keep the cash flow. I mean, we have to pay our bills at that point. Fontana wasn't financially solvent. So we needed that income, but yet it was too much for me to run by myself. And at that point we couldn't hire any employees. So it's like, what, what can we do with the limited resources that we have to continue scaling to the point where he can quit his job. And then this can be our full-time endeavor together. So that was really our big stepping stone was when he quit his job and came on full-time. No, that's great. I think it's, it's really good to be able to just sit down and kind of say, okay, if we want this to keep going, <laughs> something has to give, and we have to kind of make a decision. Cause I think for every yes that you say, and for every no that you say, right, there's something on the other side, you're saying yes mm-hmm. or no to, and being very selective about your mental capacity, your time, your energy, and your resources too. I think that those are all limited resources. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> They're not unlimited, but you okay. want to have unlimited potential with your business. And so you've got to be aware of those, those limitations sometimes. So I think that's just such a great aha moment. Um, just what about anything that's like helped y'all to keep going? Like, obviously you kind of said that set y'all up for the pandemic kind of set you up for, for success to, you know, fast forward another two years where you are today, but through just times that maybe were a little bit challenging or seasons of like, what are we going to do? What's next? Like mm-hmm. what kept you going? So I'll say this when you, you have to love your business and you have to love your mission 
you you can't do it for the money, especially in the early years. There's not a ton of money coming in unless you're a unicorn brand and you know you have a ton of investors backing you. You have to do it for for the mission, and that's really what keeps me keeps me going personally. Um, so for me, I lost my dad to cancer in 2019, and then I had a bout of melanoma in 2020. Um, so having the candles and the candle business support, you know, cancer patients mm. and having cancer patients reach out to us and say, you know, your candle's the only one I can trust, you know, to burn when I'm going through treatments. I don't want any chemicals around me, but I love the ambiance. You know, thank you so much for creating this product that I can relax and enjoy. Messages like that are what what really keep me going. Gosh, that's so powerful. And also, I think just like a reminder to, I think all of us and even those listening, like if there's something that really has been something really helpful or transformational in your life to just send that feedback, because you never know on that receiving end of that, just that encouragement to help those people or those brands or those leaders or organizations just keep going, even when it gets really hard or when they have questions of doubt it really yeah. waters the seeds of their soul. <laughs> it's important to remember we're still people. Yes. I get stuck, you know, the days that I have to log in and do customer service. That's really difficult for me as a brand founder because I'm so close to it and I take it so personally. So especially during the holidays when there's so many customer service problems, you know, many of them are our fault because they're shipping or logistics. There's so many things that we get blamed for I have really hard days and for a customer's message to come through to say, Hey, I, I got my candle. I really love it. Thank you so much. It, it does turn our day around. So those messages do make a difference. Yeah. And I just feel like, so I've kind of worked in the experience business, like basically my whole career. So I've read a lot of reviews <laughs> and typically when people take the time to write a review, it's not always positive. You're going to have, mm-hmm. you know, just as many negative as there are positive and the venue or the avenue for which that feedback comes are very Uh, very different, but I have worked with some people that have said like my entire career, and these are like 60 year old men, (laughs) they'll say I've had like one customer or one client or one patient, you know, write a card or write a letter. And they said, they keep it in the top drawer because Mm -hmm. when days get really hard, like not everybody is going to give you those praises Mm -hmm. to keep you going. Not everybody is going to validate or or affirm. And it's like that constant reminder. They said, I just open the drawer and I read it. And I say like, my work matters. This is meaningful. And even those days where it is silence on the other side, I think just knowing that that work is still so purposeful and purpose-filled and just to kind of do whatever that is for you, right. For whatever it is for for those that are listening to, to keep you going. I think sometimes we need those visual reminders that it is making a difference. And yeah, like, I love just that idea of like looking how far you've come, not how far you have to go of, yeah, but look what we have accomplished. Look how many things we have sold. Look how many iterations of success we have had. And like, look what we're creating now, which is always a really nice reminder. I think where we kind of get caught up in and looking at how big the future is rather like how far into the future we've already gone, exactly. which is, which is really cool. Any other just tips that you have to really creating this healthy or happy or kind of life giving environment around you that you feel like have been really instrumental to your personal life or your work life? So for me too, and I'm still struggling with it. It's finding that balance. I think to have a healthy, healthy life, you do need to have balance. Um, so finding time to do other things you enjoy besides your business, 
Uh, for me, it's going running or going to the park and going hiking with my dogs. Um, it's so easy for me to overlook and say, I have, I have all these things I need to do for the business to keep it running, keep it successful because I do the social media. I'm always plugged in. Like I have, I have two phones. Like I'm always <laughs> plugged in to everything that's going on. And it's just finding time to turn it off, to put it to the side, to take a deep breath and to take care of myself. It's so essential, but it's so difficult to do. Yeah, no, that's really good. So I'm curious too, because you and your husband own a business together. I think it is very different <laughs> when you work with your spouse, any just tips or lessons learned for, you know, anyone who kind of is supporting or co-creating something amazing, um, with their spouse that y'all have kind of endured. It's so funny because we have two new employees and they're in their early twenties and they're like, so how is it really like to work with each other? Like you're together all the time. All the time. Yes, yeah, so we're together all the time. And it's um, I think my answer to them was there's good days and there's bad days. Like, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, we're not always gonna agree with everything that comes up. So I guess allowing ourselves to disagree, to be able to communicate clearly with each other, but then set a time that once we go home, we're done talking about the business until the next morning. I think that is part of the secret to success, but then also with Eric being in charge of the finances and the operations and having me in charge of the marketing, it does separate us a little bit and give us some of our own room to grow as two separate people running the business. So we're not constantly clashing. No, I think that's, that's really good advice. I love just this idea of independently together. Mm -hmm. It's kind of my husband. I've been talking a lot about that of like doing things independently, Mm -hmm. but yet together and kind of finding where your own strengths are and growing in those areas and you not trying to be the expert in finance and him not trying to be the expert in marketing. Exactly. (laughs) Right. I think there's going to be things that when you're in it, it's hard to see it. And so I think just having that compliment in your life to really see the other side of it, or to kind of give you a different lens to view it, but to just trust you with it is, is really important. So, yeah. And I think like you said earlier, I think just taking that time to step away from it and kind of draw the line in the sand of, okay, it can't be a hundred percent of the time all the time mm-hmm. because there's still a life outside of, you know, what we do for a living. We still live. <laughs> we still, <laughs> we still have a life and have the the hobbies and things that you enjoy doing that help for us um, to are learning. Yeah. We have a very seasonal business. So yes, from August through January, we are going to be working nonstop, but in the summer, we're learning to just relax and enjoy the slow, Mm. to not get worried about it, to know that candle season's on its way, but this is our time to really relax and recharge and take care of ourselves. What a great lesson. I think for a lot of businesses, you think that every day has to be a very successful business day, but just that there's those seasons of kind of just sitting back and reflecting and strategizing and planning for the next season, rather than just feeling like it has to be super productive and uh, a very high sales day <laughs> every day when it's not like you don't get discouraged. You just keep right. going. Yep. You keep going, like knowing that there's kind of that season for, for everything, which is like a huge analogy that I just love, like just the seasonality of seasons Absolutely. and just yep. how 
right? Like things only spring forth once a year, exactly. <laughs> just once a year, but the, it takes the rest of the year to really get there and, and recover from it too. Right. Like yep. you said, it's, it's Absolutely. a really busy time and allowing yourself to, to rest in that place is, is really good. Um, so I'm curious, do you and your husband, this is a question I kind of ask, um, all guests on the podcast, my favorite questions, how, how do you define success? And when y'all are like collectively defining success for the business, is that different or separate? Oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> I would say my husband's very much a finance guy and very statistics driven. So he would, I mean, he pulls a daily P and L and looks at the numbers. So I think to him, success is going to be very different than be saying, oh, we touched, you know, this life today, or we got mm. this message today, or we educated, you know, 10,000 people through this story or through this, you know, piece on our blog. So I think we do have two different definitions. Yeah. And do you feel like yours has stayed pretty consistent or do you feel like yours has changed as you've grown as an entrepreneur? As I've learned more, I do look at the numbers um, a lot more than I used to because without the numbers, we aren't going to be here. So I do place importance on making a decision through if it makes sense or not and trying to find a feedback loop. If something's not working, how can we pivot to make it make sense? So I think I am learning and growing to being more just mindful of the actual results as well. Besides, you know, besides the mission, we do need to make it make sense for us. Of course. Of course. I think just like being mission oriented, but also, you know, financially supported (laughs) so so that you can keep doing, keep doing the mission and keep that passion. I feel the responsibility so much more now that we have employees. Like I am responsible for making sure that we can pay them like their Mm. livelihoods ride on us. So I do take it more seriously now that it's not just me and Eric. Just, I think such a, that's a really big shift in thinking for a lot of people that start a business when it's just Mm -hmm. them and they're painting or they're creating or they're Mm -hmm. baking or whatever it is. Like the second that you start to hire people, it's a whole nother job Mm -hmm. because now it's a whole nother responsibility. And also I think a whole nother mission. Exactly. It's a whole nother mission to stay focused on, but also to invite them into. I think that's a very noble calling and it does take a lot more work than I think people are uh, aware of. <laughs> so, um, so I have kind of one last question. And um, if you could kind of go back in five years ago, or, uh, even like 10 years ago, like before the doggy daycare business, before all of that, what do you just wish that you could tell yourself? For me, I'm a very anxious person. I have anxiety. Um, it really got bad through the chronic illness. And then it got bad when my dad died. Um, so just knowing it, it will be okay to, to mm-hmm. have trust that everything will work out and it'll be okay. Cause I think when you're in those tough moments, it's so hard to realize that you will make it through it and it'll even out, you know, you'll learn and grow and it'll all work out. Mm, that's so beautiful. Just that reminder, like it will be okay. Yeah. Yeah, I feel I still like have to tell myself that daily. It'll be no, it'll be okay. That's like the post-it you need on the laptop, right? Like today, when you read the thing, see the thing, see the number, hear the review, yep. whatever. It's like it will all be okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and I I relate to that kind of anxious feeling. It's like the things that aren't big deals turn into really big deals, and we overthink and we overprocess, and and just that like peaceful reminder of it will all be okay. Just keep going. <laughs> Yep. And our definite, it, it might not turn out how we wanted it to, but that doesn't mean it's not going to be okay. So I think that's, I'm such a control freak 
and to remind myself not everything's going to turn out how I plan it, but that's okay. But that's okay. Like sometimes it even turns out better. Exactly. <laughs> like you said, this was never, ever on your horizon to start <laughs> what you've created and look how amazing and like the impact that you all have had. And even just like you said, the story is that you've been able to digest through this experience of what you've been able to create for people that are on a road to hopefully healing and recovery and, um, and health and yeah, so much. Well, this has been really fun. Um, any kind of last minute words or encouragement that you want to just share with anyone who's listening? I guess I would say, don't look at social media and think you're seeing the entire picture, Mm. especially when you're an entrepreneur or a brand founder. Um, Sometimes I beat myself up seeing, you know, this brand's doing this, this brand's doing that. Why didn't I get the same growth trajectory that they did? Why couldn't I get that collaboration? And just realizing you're only seeing a small portion of what's going on and not everything is what it seems on social media. So don't compare yourself or don't compare your business. I love that advice. I don't think anyone has ever spoken about social media. And yet I think that's probably one of the most powerful inhibitors of risk that we take or of just next steps that we wanted to take. So that's, that's really good. I I love that. Well, thanks so much for joining us. And I will, I'll kind of share all the information, um, in the show notes, but I'd love just for you to share where people can find you and anything else you guys have going on. So Instagram, and I just said, don't follow social media, but Instagram is where but follow you. <laughs> you're super active on Instagram. Uh, we try to keep it really interactive. We want everyone to see the behind the scenes of how we make the products. So we do try to make it fun. I do try to do a lot of educational posts on there. So if you want to learn, that is the place to go. Um, we also are learning TikTok. Um, Boy, the generational, we have all the Gen Z employees trying to teach us how to do it because us millennials don't know what we're doing on TikTok. Um, But we try to keep it as fun as we can. Um, And then our website is where we have all the products and we have a blog where we try to talk about fragrance education and all of our favorite non-toxic products that we use every day. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being here. Thanks so much for sharing and appreciate all that y'all are doing. And just like, thanks for inviting us into your story and putting something out in the world that helps it be just a little bit brighter and better. We appreciate that. It's our pleasure. Thank you for having us. (laughs) Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. In case you missed any of today's truths and takeaways, here they are. Number one, you know yourself better than others do. Number two, to be an entrepreneur, you have to know you can never give up. Number three, relax and enjoy the slow. Number four, don't look at social media and think you're seeing the entire picture. There's always more to the story. And lastly, you have to know that not everything is going to turn out how we plan it, but that's okay. Know that it will be okay. Trust and know it. Everything's going to work out. You're going to get through this and it's going to be okay. Thank you for tuning into the podcast. And if you haven't already, would love for you to take a few quick seconds to leave the gift of a review uh, or subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Thank you all so much. And until next time.